You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you can grow your business and monetize social media. And today I am so excited because as you all know, as listeners of the Social Media Decoded Podcast, community is like the number one thing that I talk about the most because building community is very important if you want to build an online business, if you want to be an influencer, a creator. Building community is really where it's at. And I'm so excited to be talking to Kim today, which is a, she's a powerhouse when it comes to building community. And I just can't wait to get into her story and get into talking about why it's time to start chasing community and not just the audience or followers, because that's definitely a thing. So Kim, welcome to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am so, so excited to be here and to chat, to chat all things community, social, audience versus community. This will be fun. Yeah. So Kim, can you just give us a little bit of background about you? Because we were talking in the pre-show and your background is amazing. Your story is amazing. So can you just let us know how you even got started in social media? Yeah. So I, um, so I currently lead community at Geneva. Um, so we can talk about that later, but essentially Geneva is a messaging app built for communities. So, um, you can think of it like, you know, if Slack was actually built for communities and everything from your book club to your brand ambassador program, your creator community, your activist group, um, those are all the kinds of communities that we serve. Um, and my, my background in the community, I've been in the space for about, oh God, well, I don't know, nine years, I guess, which is so weird to say, but, um, I started actually my journey at Glossier. Well, I started it into the gloss, which, um, for those who don't know, into the gloss was the like blog beauty blog that, um, Glossier's founder, Emily started before she started the brand. And I started it into the gloss when, uh, in 2013, um, and I did editorial and I was, but what I loved most about ITG was the comment section. Everyone who was a reader of into the gloss in 2013 knew the comment section was like, a party. It was like the coolest place on the beauty internet in 2013. It was so fun. There was so much community there. Um, and that's why I actually became a reader of the site first. So I started it into the gloss doing editorial and all those kinds of things. And then, um, when Glossier launched, I started doing community there in 2015. So, uh, for five years, I built our ambassador program. I actually built Glossier's digital community on Slack, um, at first. And in 2020, I was like, you know, I really am interested and curious about this like world of community tech. Like why do more tools not exist? And I got connected with the team building Geneva and I was like, this is cool. I want to be a part of this. Um, so I joined, joined the team at Geneva in 2020. Awesome. 
Um, yes, community is so very important and it's just so amazing. Like your background, how, you know, you were able to start an amazing community, online community. And yes, back in the day in 2013, it was like, I mean, forums and so many different things yeah. that probably don't even exist now. I mean, they probably yeah. do, but not as big as they were back then, but just so amazing because community is really what I feel brings people together on social media and brings brands together. And so I want to talk about the difference between community community and audiences and followers, because people feel like it's the same thing, but building community versus audience is definitely different. So how do you, how do you differentiate that? Yeah, I actually, I'll use what's funny about my background is, um, and I think this is more of a thing now, but especially a couple of years ago, it was less common. I've never done social. I've never worked in social media. Um, and when I was in my previous role at Glossier, I worked really closely. We had a social media editor and I was a community manager. And the way that we worked together is the social media editor was all about how do we build up our channels with our storytelling to bring more people into the fold of what we're doing, give them more insight into our products, into our brand, um, and build the audience there that can essentially listen to and learn about who we are. My role as community was and is all about, okay, how do we actually build relationships with those people who want to have conversation and dialogue about what we're building, who want to be involved in it? And even more than that, how do we build relationships and connection and conversation between people? Um, and I think that that was, that's a, a pretty good kind of representation of the difference when you think about, um, both just community and audience broadly, but also how does it work in, in reality? Like when you think about people whose roles are to build audience, which is important. And you think about people whose roles are to build a community. I think of audience as kind of the one way dialogue, right? So you're, you're sharing things out to people and they're listening or they're, they're deciding, Ooh, I like this or, Ooh, this isn't for me. And community is that kind of like one layer deeper relationship where you're having two way dialogue, you're facilitating conversation. And ultimately, I think the best form of community comes when you are able to facilitate connection amongst the people who are a part of the community. Um, and so that really is like the way that I would differentiate the two, the two spaces. Perfect. That right there is spot on because you're right. <laughs> your audience, you're talking to the audience, right? Yeah. That's the people who you need. You need to know that that's those people could be potentially a part of your community, but you're right. Community having a two, two way street, two way conversation. I always say that, you know, community building is so important when it comes to social media and brands and that we need to do a better job of just creating those relationships because that's how you build customers. That's how you build clients. That's how you get people to return and purchase and over and over and still be a part of your community and share your brand. So it's it's a very important step. So I'm, I'm so glad that you, you said that. And I want to talk about, because this is such an important focus and this is leading us into this, why should brands focus on building community versus audience. I know, like you said, the audience is important, but building the community, I think is is more important, especially in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I always like warn people against is less of like, you know, why community is more important than audience, but rather the danger of like conflating the two. Right. And so, um, 
I think the interesting thing about community is it's, it is a much more vulnerable thing to build in a lot of ways. Um, because especially as a brand, if you're, if you're building community well, that means that you're having a two-way conversation and two-way conversation, you're not always going to like what you hear, you know, but the, the beauty of the two-way conversation and the value of it is that when you do that and when you engage your, you know, for a brand, using a brand as an example, your customers in what you're actually doing, you're really making them stakeholders in your brand and in your business. And so um, the value of it is that relationship that you build is so much stronger um, with those individuals who are who are active participants and active stakeholders in the brand that you're building, the products that you're building, um, as opposed to listeners in a more passive way. Um, and I think, I think that when it comes to building an audience, the beauty of building an audience is, um, the focus is really how can we reach as many people as possible and then find the people through that, that love us and that, um, are interested in us. And what you'll find is that your entire audience does not make a community. Brands should be comfortable with the idea that, that community is never going to be the size and scale of what audience is, um, and that that's okay for a couple of reasons. One, because the people who really want to have that two-way conversation and who want to be active participants, it's not going to be everyone, right? Some people, you know, you and I both have brands where we like the products, we buy them, we probably rebuy them. I have a bunch of brands that I rebuy because they work for me. I don't need to get into all the nitty gritty. I don't need all the details, right? I just buy them and that's fine. Um, but especially for brands when it comes to things like, you know, I used to work in beauty and I think beauty is a really good example of brands where community can be so powerful because beauty is such a conduit for connection and, you know, a piece of like life in a very intimate way. But, um, I think for a lot of brands, the power of community is the intimacy, really, um, and the ability to have a smaller group of people who are really stakeholders in what you build and and in turn also can be your biggest advocates and can be your biggest champions. And that is like, I mean, I always tell people who are starting brands, do not sleep on your like earliest people doesn't matter if they're, if they have no, you know, if they're influencers or they have 300 followers, whatever your earliest people, your earliest champions are the, I believe like the most important people to your brand in your early days and power that relationship, like really make it valuable for them. Um, so that's kind of the way I think about the relationship between the two and, and you know, how they, sit and connect and are, and, you know, are similar, but different from each other. I love that. And we both have a background in beauty. So yes. I used to work in my organics and so yeah. building community, yeah. it was not the entire audience. Right. But we cultivated right. this very small community, which we called the Mavens. And so I was part of this and now it's just exponential. Right. And so you have this community that you say, okay, and the, the people who comment all the time, they're always, you know, we're in the DMs. I built that relationship with them because yeah. like you said, 
I understand that this won't be everybody, but that one person, even though she has 300 followers, so what? She's going to tell more people about the brand, her family, her friends, her school, her church, whoever. And then that mm -hmm. in turn is going to create other community members because that person is an advocate. And so when you build that and just know that those people are important, they've pioneered your brand. And so you need to interact with them some way i know that you know the owner she would meet with the community yeah. she would meet the people at the events that's important and so i'm yeah. so glad that you said that because brands miss out on that part and understanding that the entire audience will not be your community but if you cultivate the community small or big whatever it's going to lead to more people because once you, they, they'll start telling more people and more people and that's the real that's the real thing about community right because they're going to continue to share yeah. And I think that then, you know, I think that if you're a brand that's able to truly build community, then you have now created something that is bigger than product, that is bigger than, you know, it, it really is a, a much bigger kind of entity um, than just the products that you create. And so um, that's a beautiful thing about it. But I will add, and I feel like this is a hot take, I don't think, and I think I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I don't think that every brand needs to build community. Um, I, I spoke to a founder of a very popular brand, um, that I, I'm not going to share what the brand is because I feel like it's kind of a giveaway, but the products themselves are so, um, if you think about that, they're just not products that you're like, oh, I can imagine a community around this, you know, yeah. and that and, and, and what she said to me, and I thought it was so insightful was, I don't think people really want to talk about like have a community or relationships around the stuff that we make. I think they just want to buy it and enjoy it. And I was like, you know, I think that's probably right. That's probably true. And I think that more brands should be comfortable with the idea that unless you're building a community one for the long term, and you're really willing to commit to that. And unless you actually really can visualize and believe in what a community can do for you and for your members, then you should probably not try to pursue it until you can do those two things or answer those two things. Um, because community is a long-term investment. It's not a quick win. It's not a short-term investment. It is truly like a relationship that you're, relationships that you're building for the long-term. Um, and I think that that's a really important thing for people to, Keep in mind, it's not a it's not a two way door. Gems dropped. I hope everyone <laughs> was taking notes because that was all the the gems that Kim just dropped. Pick them up and put them put them in your pocket. So I want to talk about some do's and don'ts because this is yeah. it needs to be said. There yeah. are some things that we should just do, and there are some things we should just avoid. So what are some do's and don'ts when it comes to building community? Yeah, um, I would say do start small. Uh, I think the best thing that you can do when you're thinking about, especially like that first step really of building community is starting small and really intentional with the people that you bring in to start. Um, I think when you try to open the floodgates too quickly, it can be really, really difficult to build a space. And I say space, I, I mean that in a really like lofty kind of like airy sense, a space that, that has deep connected roots. And so the way that I think about it is um, when you bring people in, when you start small, when you're bringing people into a community, it gives every person and every touch point in that community time to like build those like connection webs, right? 
And so you can build like strong connection webs between each node, each person in the community, and then grow thoughtfully from there, expand from there. If you kind of push a whole bunch of people in at one time, it's really hard to make those connection points um, when there's so many people and there's so many, you know, so much to take in as a community member. So starting small with a really intentional group, I think is a, a big do. Um, a don't, I would say, is trying to define everything about the community and how it will work in the very beginning. Because one of the most important things, and I think especially, especially for brands that you have to get comfortable with when you're building a community is that this is not fully yours. This is yours and the people's. And so what the community is, the experience, the the events, the conversations can't just be dictated by you. And I think that's another big difference between audience and community, right? You can decide this is the story we tell, this is the story we don't tell. In community, you don't have that luxury. And so I think one of the things that is really important is creating a foundation for the community, a why, you know, why people can expect to get value out of the space, why you can expect to get value out of the space, what you want people to take away, but also recognizing and being flexible with the fact that your community is ultimately dictated by your members and what they need and what they want. And so you have to be comfortable with that evolution and evolving in partnership with your members instead of trying to bring your members along on a journey that you create. Um, another do I would say is, well, actually maybe this is more of a don't. A don't is like, don't get discouraged too early because building community is so hard <laughs> and it's so, um, it is so intimate. I think it's such an intimate job because it really is about people. And if it's not, if people are not like at the center of it for you, then it's kind of like, what are, what are we doing? Um, and it takes time to build a space that is really valuable for people and to build those connections. And so, you know, if you host your first event and people come to it and they're like, mm, we didn't really like this, or people are like, I don't really want to go to that. That's going to happen. You have to get comfortable with that discomfort and remember that you're in it for the long haul. And the commitment to trying things and learning is what I think will help communities, is what I think helps communities um, thrive. So not getting discouraged early because everything isn't going in the amazing, you know, perfect version of the way that you thought is, is really important. I'm so glad you said that because it does take time to build community and this goes with any marketing and social media. We yeah. know this. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you continue to be consistent and put something into it every day. So say you have this community, just talk to them every day, tell them some new tips and you can build community so many different ways, so many different spaces. And so yeah. this is why I'm excited to talk to you today because we were chatting before the, the show on the pre-show. I have several communities and no, no shade to Facebook. Love you, Facebook but not a really good place to like build a community for my membership. Um, and I love, love Slack. We talked about that too. Mm -hmm. I use Slack in my daily communications to my 
team to, you know, people I work with, clients. So it's a really great, great place for that in a way of communication. But I try to build a community on there for outside of like my group coaching program and things. And it didn't work. And mm. so I know that you have an amazing platform that we should all know about. And so I would love for you to talk about that and just provide how the platform can help brands build community and what, what are the best types of um, businesses for this platform? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you for that. I work at Geneva. Um, so to give a little background on us and kind of context for what we're building, um, the mission for Geneva from day one is to build the best messaging app for communities. So like I mentioned earlier, that means everything from your sorority, your book club, your Love Island watch party group to your creator-led community, your podcast community, your brand ambassador program, your nonprofit community, um, really everything in that range. Like we have communities or groups that will always be like 10 people on Geneva and we have communities that are in the many, many thousands. Um, and the mission was, you know, when you look at the landscape of apps and tools that communities are using, there are a few things that I've mentioned. So I think Facebook group is like the, has been the go-to for a really long time. Um, but what's difficult about it is, you know, people want a place where they feel like their community is safe, their conversations are safe. And, um, obviously there's a lot of concerns with that with Facebook. Um, but outside of that, I think what communities also want is a, a space that feels flexible and intuitive to them in a way that almost like a group chat feels. Um, and so the way that we think about what we're building at Geneva is sitting between a group chat, like a WhatsApp, right? Which is really intuitive to people and feels really comfortable. But with all of the like more robust tools that communities, especially larger communities need. So on Geneva, the way that the app works is you have your home, which is basically like your community or group. And then within your home, you have rooms and rooms are essentially like channels on Slack. Um, difference for us is that you have five room types on Geneva. So you have chat, like your iMessage thread with your friends. You have post, which is more like your Facebook group style. The difference between those two is like chat is really, really great for casual conversation between people. It's much easier than posting for people to, you know, contribute or ask a question. Posting is really good for what we consider like asynchronous sharing. So, updates, announcements, new episode dropped, um, resources, a little bit meatier, if you will. And then continuing on the room types, you have audio rooms for like group phone call hangouts. You have video rooms for like FaceTime vibe and you have broadcast rooms for like IG live clubhouse style events. Um, and then on top of that, you have a built-in events calendar. So no more having to like send Google invites to your community members Google Calendar invites to your community members and then link to a Zoom, but the chat is helping, happening elsewhere. Really, the, the mission is like build everything in one and then allow communities to use all those different tools, however makes sense for them. Um, and so that's really our the way that we think about building our product is like communities should have the robust tools in one place to bring their people together. Um, and right now it's it's building community is hard enough just like in the day-to-day -day of it 
But the logistics of building community add a whole other layer of difficulty. And so really, I think in the simplest terms, Geneva's mission is to remove those logistical difficulties, make it really accessible and easy and actually fun to build community um, and allow community leaders to do all the other more important stuff, like bringing their people together and all that good stuff. Yeah, sign me up. We'll talk to you after this. Sign me up. I want more information. We'll be chatting. So I hope if you are listening, if this is something that you think you need for your community, definitely all the information will be in the show notes because I'm all about this. And this is, you know, really great to bring people together and to have all of that in one place. It's kind of hard sometimes when you have to do this here, this here, this, especially for me, I am a automation one type of place or a few places type of person because I don't want to have to leave people here and here and here and here. So thank you for going and explaining that because I think that it's really important that people know the different options that they have when yeah. it comes to how they can elevate their brand. So where can yes. we find you online, Kim? Yes. So I am, oh gosh, I say it's so funny when I, people are like, what's your Instagram? I'm like, it's literally at Kim Johnson dot underscore because my name is very common. <laughs> So that's me, but Geneva is at Geneva on all channels, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, but also, you know, you know, to your point, Michelle, like if anyone is interested in learning more about Geneva or bringing their community to Geneva, you can always email me. I'm just Kim at Geneva.com. Like I really do share my email so much with people because it's easy one and two, um, I'm always down to chat and kind of introduce folks to the app and, you know, help you build community. Um, So that's me. Yes. Thank you so much, Kim. This has been such an amazing episode. I hope all the listeners were taking notes on all the gems that you dropped about community building. It is important. You don't necessarily need a community for some brands. So let's keep that in mind. You may or may not, you know, want to leverage different platforms. You may or may not want to be everywhere. You may want to check out Geneva, right? So definitely, definitely thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing the amazing knowledge about community building. I think it's so important, especially in 2022. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.